Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our 22nd show. 22 is a major master number. So it seems very, very appropriate to have our show tonight being on numerology and also receiving information on what's in store for our new year of 2015, which is right around the corner. This is a pre-recorded program that is taking place on December 16th, and as always, I invite you to tune in to other archived programs that we have that's waiting patiently for all of you. There are fantastic topics And all of this year, I've had terrific and fantastic teachers that we have had on our Pure Hope show throughout this whole entire wonderful 2014. This adventure of how almost now for two years that we've been on came upon me as a great surprise and success of our program has also been such a great blessing. I knew right away when I heard my guides say that I would be doing this show that this adventure was not meant for me alone. It has been very wonderful, nice to have partners in this journey of giving out some very valuable information. So to all of my guests that I've had on the show in 2014, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I have enjoyed and also have learned so much from all of you. As I look at our program tonight, I realize, <clears throat> excuse me, I realize now that this 22nd show has great implications and benefits to our listeners because it will help you explore vibration at a whole new level. So relax and get some ready for our show. I always tell people perhaps you'd like to get a cup of tea. This might change your life. At the very least, I hope it will unlock doors, perhaps even trigger some information that you might want to explore deeper after we have uh, done the show. As many of you know, everything, everything in the universe vibrates at its own particular frequency. And by finding that vibrational rate of any object, you can establish the qualities and energies associated with it. Numerology, which I'm very excited to learn more about tonight, Numerology is the study of the symbolism of numbers. It is used to determine a person's personality, strengths, and talents, perhaps obstacles and inner needs. Every number vibrates, and every word vibrates. So tonight we're going to experience a strong vibrational vortex that always I invite you into. The dimensions are blending now, and the gates are open like never before. This talk that we are going to partake in tonight gives us all a perfect opportunity to decode a vast alchemical secret of vibration. 
especially, especially at this critical juncture. So much change, so much change is taking place. Changes that are absolutely unprecedented in our recorded history here on planet Earth. And I'm talking about the shifts that we are in the midst of right here and now at the end of the year and moving into next year. It is my pleasure to welcome Miss Debbie Schubert to our program this evening on the Pure Hope Show. She will be telling us what the numbers say about what to expect for next year of 2015. And so I'm just going to tell you just a little bit about Deb Schubert's life. She has also been having an interesting adventure. We just were talking before the program started, and she is still on that adventure, aren't we all? Deb's life radically changed in the early 90s when she took her first Reiki class. She became a Reiki master, left her career as a dancer teaching at the college level, and moved to Colorado. Her private practice has evolved, and as she, over the years, have also changed, beginning with energy healing and then establishing a name that embraces her work called Vital Flow. Deb has published under her logo a deck of movements for healing called Tija and written about the concepts of healer-warrior as a partnership for balance and mastery. She credits her spirit master and mentor that works with her for this amazing and totally profound wisdom. I've had the opportunity to sit with her to talk to this master. This is a master who lived in ancient China named Sun Lu Chao. Deb is also a numerologist and incorporates this invaluable tool into many aspects of her life and her work. She is, although I've just been talking to her once again, that she is currently working on a book. She says that has begun to change, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. And um, so I thank you all for listening to us tonight as we vibrate with this master number, Program 22, and open up to the new possibilities that await for us all. Hello, Ms. Deb. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you. I know that I kept on telling our um, audience tonight that we talked before we came on the air and talking a little bit about your book that you thought you were going to write, and you said that you've been <laughs> shifting constantly. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So. The first question yes. that I wanted to start out, Deb, is is that I always like to ask our guests just a little bit more about their spiritual journey. So if I may ask, would you tell our guests a little bit about what triggered you, what called you, what brought you to this place as a teacher on this path of helping others? Well, I, I always like to say that I feel like I've been hit over the head with two by fours <laughs> get my get my attention uh-huh. <laughs> in extreme ways. Um, but I believe I started as most people do, you know, searching, questioning, getting discouraged that nothing seemed to be working any longer, or that um, I couldn't feel, you know, I was losing my passion. Um, 
I was trying really hard to hold everything together, and uh, as by and as not by chance, I ended up um, starting to travel a lot in you know in seeking, searching ways, um, going to places that I thought held something for me or some energy. And uh, on one of those journeys to Africa, I met a woman that was. Um, it was born and raised in New Orleans, which is where I was living at the time. So yeah. sitting on the equator in Africa, I met someone who I started to work with. And um, so that was really, I think, the the beginning for me of kind of coming out of my shell and uh, working with someone that I thought could assist me, you know, to open my heart. And from there, just things kept kept evolving. So you went all the way to Africa to meet someone from New Orleans, from New Orleans, the place. <laughs> well, can you imagine? We're sitting there in this lodge, and I start talking to this woman, and she asks, you know, I ask her what she's doing there, and she was leading a spiritual tour, and uh, um, and she asked me where I was from, and I said, well, right now I'm living in New Orleans, Minnesota, and she said, <laughs> she started laughing, of course. She said, wow. oh, yeah, I was born and raised there. I, I guess we were supposed to meet, weren't we? <laughs> so that's just one one example of the way that the universe has has caught my attention. Let's say. Very much so. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, tell me a little bit about Sun Lu Chow. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, you're a spiritual yes, mentor. Correct. Thank you. And master. Yes. When did that all happen to you? Well, it was at um, uh, at a workshop uh, that I was attending from uh, with this person that I met in Africa, and in the mornings I would hike into this canyon area and just you know, do some gentle moving and breathing, and I felt as if I was going to be working with someone else. Uh, I never imagined that it would be someone totally from spirit. And as I was up there during one of the last mornings of this workshop, I had this tremendous pain in my chest, and I actually wondered if I was having a heart attack. It was that extreme. It took me to my knees, and all I remember is that I knew that there was someone there, um, as if there was a crowbar (laughs) trying to open my heart. And... Finally, this cloak, I, all I can describe it is this cloak of peace came over me. And I, I said, who are you? Because I knew there was something, someone there. And the first words I heard was, I'm here to help you to step into your own circle of experience, which I had no clue to what that meant at the time. And that was the beginning. I, I really didn't even ask who it was, you know, the name or anything, those those things gradually came in later. But um, I realized that Sun Lu Chow had been with me even before that because I could, I just, you know, could then pick up that the the connection was being made even before that, uh, that time. But again, I because I'm very empathic, um, I think that's why I felt so much physically in my body that kind of a sensation, and I I think I needed that (laughs) to really have such a visceral experience. 
So did Sun Lu Chow then tell you he was from China? Did he tell you his story or his history of being a master or guide here upon the planet then? Or? Um, yes, because I was very curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always mm-hmm. been very curious. So um, I asked him everything, and I continue to ask <laughs> lots and lots of questions. But, yeah, his his story unfolded and my part in it as well, which was completely fascinating to me, and it all fit. I, I think, you know, as I talk about Sun Lu Chow, um, we were in a past life together. We'd met before. Hmm. And as he explained it to me, um, that I sought him out. Uh, and he was on the planet during the 5th century B.C., which is when we connected, and I was then doing some healing work. I was considered myself a healer then, but I was dying, and I'd heard about someone that could possibly heal me. So I searched for him, and I found him in the last days of my life, and I realized what a gift this person was, and I was so devastated to know that I couldn't spend very long with him. And I was too far gone <laughs> at that point. And as I went into my last hours, um, he sat with me, and I again, I was just so disappointed and uh, that I couldn't be with this person longer. And he said, "Don't worry, I'll find you the next life." And hmm. uh, it's been cent- it's been centuries, but this was the time <laughs> that he I he he followed through on the promise. I felt like he found me this lifetime huh. because it was a complete surprise to me. I, I never asked to be a channel. I didn't even know I was one. So many things opened up and came through that blew me away. Um, I just can't even uh, sometimes fathom it all at this point. But everything that I do today and everything that I understand has come from his teachings. And I'm just so grateful to have had this lifetime, a much longer period of time, to be with him and to absorb it and to practice it and to apply it and to hopefully embody it this time. Hmm. How interesting. So do you see Sun Lu Chao or do you just experience him in the etheric energetic field in an essence sort of way? Or mm, That's a good question. Um, I hear him, not as we would hear somebody else speaking necessarily. Um, I think I'm I'm very good at as a scribe, as writing down, but I'm also very comfortable at this point, uh, both channeling him, you know, through writing as well as through a one-on-one reading, speaking, so forth. Um, and so I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I would have to ask you the same question. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you experience your guys? I have somewhat of a visual, but I think that's from my own, you know, uh, level of understanding. I, I, I guess I see him as such a, a presence that I, I hesitate to put a physical form to him. Right, right. Well, I know, and I think I've told you this before, that when I came to... Mel Williams' house when you were there doing a group with Sun Lu Chow. I came specifically 
with the question that was, should I go and start the Hope Interfaith Center that I had been, felt I had been guided to start the Hope Interfaith Center? And should I go out and start purchase, place, begin this journey and, you know, have a home and a temple to do my work and to invite people. And I can remember Sun Lu Chow saying, um, yes, go out and do it. I mean, it was just, yes, go out and buy it, do it. And and it was so direct that the next day that I looked at my husband, because my husband was there with me, I don't know if you remember that, but he was there also, mm-hmm. and my husband said, well, are you going to do it? And I said, this was a master telling me, yes, go out and do it. And so I said, I'm going to go and do it. So I would like to, to thank not only you, but Sun Lu Chao in this directive that I went and followed through, obeyed or followed through. And here I sit at the Hope Interfaith Center that has been up and going for at least eight years in this location. So I thank Sun Lu Chao for his directive, direct, yes, go out and do it. <laughs> well, I just didn't have it. much more to say. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's, you right. Take that's it all over I now. needed to hear. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to ask you to talk just a little bit more about numerology and how it works and what we can learn from having either what you might call a birth chart done um, how how that works, what numerology means to you, and to have a birth chart done with our numbers, what can our audience learn from having that done? Well, numerology to me, um, because then, as you said, numbers, everything vibrates. And um, so the numbers have great significance for us. And when I first had my chart done, it was a trade. <laughs> um, when a woman that I met who was a numerologist um, did my chart, uh, again, I was just very intrigued and was so impressed at the accuracy and all the information in it that immediately I realized what a great tool this is. Because um, I view a numerology chart as sort of a, a, like a, a life path plan that's already laid out there. And um, I think the first thing I thought when I had my chart done, oh, there was a reason for me to be here. (laughs) There it is. There was a plan. Uh, I'm just not kind of skipping around and uh, randomly, Uh, although I I knew in my heart that, that everything was connected. But numerology seemed to really strengthen that, and it was something that um, was... I guess more tangible. The the numbers spoke for themselves, and uh, I moved quickly into using numerology in many ways in my practice. Um, so numbers are like tuning forks, and at certain times when we have numbers enter our chart, which our chart is changing all the time, uh, I could see how certain numbers would would encourage us to make some changes to bring up either our healer or our warrior energies in certain ways. And so it's a, it's a living kind of energy that we're working with that helps to direct and, and guide us through numbers. Um, I also knew from 
doing numerology, how long numerology has been in use. It's just as long as astrology, if not longer. And uh, it was often used in the Renaissance period to do children's charts so they could guide them into certain vocations earlier on. And I always love to do uh, a child's chart. Um, So it helps to maybe explain a little bit about why, you know, they're interested in a certain thing. And, uh, again, just so the, the parents have an idea of how they can nurture and support the direction of their own child and also understand what their own child's working with. Um, and, and so it's not, you know, there are certain idiosyncrasies or patterns aren't taken personally, and maybe they're asking for more guidance in certain ways. Uh, so I find that the numerology has a depth to it. Mm-hmm. And that would be a great gift to give a newborn baby, would it not? I mean, really. Um. Oh, I just did one yesterday, and it's <laughs> it's so beautiful. I get to sit there, and you know, if I'm skyping or something, the the child's on the lap, and and uh, you know, just to have that that kind of uh, information right off the bat, you know, is uh, I think it's it's very beautiful and fun and exciting. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I know for me, I think that you did my chart. Was it? Was it was it last year, Deb, when you did my chart, or two years ago? I thought it was before I hit sixty. <laughs> Somebody asked me. I go, oh, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I know it wasn't so long ago. So it was either last year or the year before. Because I wanted to experience it, and I wanted to see. Um, you know, quite frankly, when I do my work and when I do other people's work, I want to see if it holds water, and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything that you saw in my chart for the year of when I turned 60 certainly has come into fruition. It certainly helped me make some decisions. And I remember my mentor, as many people know, had just did her transition, and she said to me one day what I thought was a profound statement, and she says, do not stand too long at a crossroads of life. And she says, do not hesitate um, your way out of living because she always could see sometimes my hesitation so she said sometimes one can hesitate their way out of living she also mm-hmm. said that agonizing over which road to take could eventually prevent me from knowing any road so for me with her statements of the whole crossroads do not hesitate my way out of living so for me having a chart done by you certainly helped me choose a road better for my life uh, when you gave me that mm-hmm. that reading. So, well, so what one does... One thing that numerology... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you what 22 means, but go ahead. You tell me about numerology. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just kind of connecting it to Sun Lu Chow, and I think, of course... Um, this was all part of the plan as well because his teachings have been so centered around the balance of healer and warrior energy. And through numerology, I was able to identify very clearly that certain numbers hold healer energy and certain numbers hold warrior. And that when I look at a chart, I'm looking at, at the balance of that. So for me, getting a reading is really being able to talk about the balance of the healer-warrior energy that someone is working with and then giving suggestions on how they can bring up the less dominant energy to find greater balance. So that really put a, a, a 
a whole new meaning for me um, than using it just as a uh, a way to know your chart. What are you going to do with your chart? <laughs> How is uh-huh. it going to help you? How can you work with it? So that's the depth that you know I was looking for in terms of working with someone. So I would actually know what they came in and what they're working with through their numbers and the energy of the numbers. So when when I thought I was yeah when I thought I was healer energy then and you said oh no my love you are warrior energy then you got that off of my birth chart numbers. Yes, that you're dominating Hmm. warrior. We're we're both, but we can have more numbers, right? And it depends on where they are in our chart as well. Um, That we will use our warrior energy, which of course is for taking action, making decisions follow-through, commitment, vitality, you know, all of these things. So that's hmm. that's extremely helpful with what you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very much so. Huh, interesting. Wow. Well, the next question I was going to ask you, because it's a, I, I kind of laughed when I had written this up and thought, and when I asked you, because I thought, huh, 22, that's a master number. So being mm-hmm. our 22nd show tonight, what does that master number mean for us tonight or for you or for me? What does the number 22 represent? Mm-hmm. Um, the master number of 22, I call it the master builder number. Um, it's a very earth-oriented number, so it creates foundation. Uh, or it's trying to revise or rework foundation. Um uh, so it's bringing certain components together for strength. Hmm. Interesting. So does it make a difference? Like I have an assistant who everything is like in twos. She always sees two twos. Like, so does that mean anything for her when she sees the number two two or has the number two two mm-hmm. in her address and her number and her? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, certain numbers will resonate, as I said, with us. And, of course, you know, for most people that I've talked to, they usually have a favorite number or they've had a number that have come that has come up quite a bit in their life with birth dates or, or events or special occasions or their house number. And that's all very indicative of what we're resonating to, um, it's just one of those magnetic things in the vibratory that keeps getting our attention. Okay. So when people see 1111 or 1212 or any of those things that when I hear people mm-hmm. come in, so it's resonating to their frequency or vibration, do you think? They're like their soul frequency? I think all of the above. I think okay. everything that you've said, it's, it's just trying to make us aware and know mm-hmm. again that everything has a meaning. Um, that there is something that in certain places we're, we're that number is helping us in some way or guiding us or speaking to us. Okay. Hmm. So let us all know what a few things are going to happen or what the numbers are saying to you. I always love this part about what next year of 2015 might bring. Okay. Well, the the Earth has what I call universal years, 
um, it has its own, I guess, its own evolutionary path as well. And we're in, in constant support and in touch of the Earth's energy, which is also guiding us. So the universal year on the planet, 2015, adds up to an eight. Um, we run nine-year cycles, and so does, so does the Earth. So this is moving into warrior energy. Eight is a mental number. And we're coming off a very strong intuitive year of seven, which is a little bit more of the thinker, the questioner, can also be the skeptic, um, but not quite as grounded energy. So the eight will bring us bring us more into um, the energy of warrior, which is focused around planning, managing, decision-making, um, participating, goal-setting. So in that regard, I think um, I always feel a transition phase. It's like the moon waxing and waning. So around October or so, I start to feel the energy shifting into a new year, which has a, a new energy of support. And for those that have maybe um, our dominating healers that need to bring up their warrior energy, they will appreciate next year because it will help them to schedule and plan and maybe set goals and follow through. They'll be a little bit more organized, might be able to clean out their closets and you know, know where things are. Um, so in that way, that it can help us to step up to the to the plate. Um, for those that have a lot of dominating warrior energy, it, it's going to even maybe make someone a little bit busier or more active. <laughs> it won't be a slowing down period um, at all. Uh, but again, the you know we're so schooled on time management and everything. It, I always say if it's if you're dominating energy and the universe is supporting you on the planet with more, then just be aware is more better. Um, is you know burning the candle at both ends really going to help? Uh, because it can then take us over the edge the other direction. Huh. There. Huh. Interesting. So again, balance is balance is always the key. Okay. Could you tell our guests that uh, our audience that's listening a little bit about what is the like what is the definition of warrior? What is the definition of healer? Mm-hmm. Healer energy um, is composed of both the emotional and intuitive energy. Um, it is the energy that, of course, those that are in service or. Um, working again with support areas and so forth. It's our natural compassion, um, our attentiveness, uh, our wanting to help. So the healer embodies those aspects of healer energy. Um, The warrior is the vitality, the get up and go, the excitement uh, for life, the the, um, motivation, wanting to participate and to follow through. Um, so both energies we have, and when they are in balance, one energy supports the other. So we not only can uh, be here with a lot of joy and excitement about our lives, um, but we can feel. We can we can feel and enjoy our experience as well. 
Suddenly Chow always talked to me about a level of mastery, and that only occurs when both energies are in complete balance, so one does not override the other. And that means being in a neutral stance, which I've heard you speak a lot about. That mm-hmm. It means that there's no judgment, that we are completely in our experience and we choose from the strength of being anchored here, grounded, uh, and we listen through our heart. So the heart, in a sense, always must guide the warrior energy, but the warrior is there to serve the healer energy. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, I speak a lot about kind of like neutrality, and what's been happening for me is, is I think with the balance between the warrior and the healer within me is that... Um, I don't have a charge lots of times with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And if I am invited into drama, I don't go there. I just don't go into that anymore. And there is this liberation and freedom that I have from not being charged so much. So so that makes sense right. that Sun Lo Chow would say that. Mm-hmm. So at this moment... You know, I don't know, maybe Sun Lu Chao is with you and has been also talking to you right now. Um, I know it's interesting because when I have clients come to me and I'm just consciously talking to them and they said, well, what do my guides say? I don't want to hear what you're saying. (laughs) I don't want to hear what you're saying. What do my guides say? And it's funny because I just talked to our last woman who was on blog talk and I had her talk about what is a conscious channeler and sometimes that division between perhaps Sun Lu Chao and you speaking that that there is not a division somehow but so does Sun Lu Chao have any type of meditation information um, to guide our listeners in right now well I I he, he's with me all the time. I mean, I'm, I must say, he's he's never barges in, <laughs> at mm-hmm. all. but he's immediately there if I if I request him to come through. Um, and I think the the main message that he would like to impart is that where we are now on the planet, it is it is so important to feel safe to come into our bodies. That it's it's time to move to a place of embodiment, that this is the dimension that we're in. We have a body. Um, It is what we are working with, and it does anchor our life force. And that through fear and negativity, we're not always in our bodies, and our bodies suffer greatly. So to come in and to continue to open the heart channel, to realize that all the strength and the true power that we have to work with comes through that voice of our heart, whether that's through words or through singing or through any type of expression, that that, that is what is going to bring fulfillment here. And that it's also important, as the master he was, to realize that, um, that, that the body is also a part of our experience, and that is the warrior energy, to enjoy the body, to feel strong in it, to use it, to move the life force energy. Um, It's very hard for someone to feel joyful when they're in pain. 
and that there are things that we can do to, to start to move and to breathe. And he will always say, breathe all as well. Because <laughs> if we do start breathing, we are immediately going to feel better and breathing connects us into our heart there. So whatever anyone can do to feel safer to experience the heaven on earth here, uh, that is his, his message to balance your healer warrior. The warrior is a very misunderstood presence. The warrior is not there to do battle. The warrior is there to anchor your life force in peace, um, to, to bring you fully in. So you can use all of this beautiful vitality that we naturally have here. And that when you have vitality, you'll feel it from the trees, you'll feel it from the earth, you'll resonate with all of that. And, of course, your heart will be open. Your heart is always open, he said. says it's, it's not that your heart ever closes. It's just things that are covering up there. So move and breathe is his message. Mm-hmm. Tell me a bit about Tija. I know that I have one of your, um, I think it is the, not the DVD, I think I actually have the tape, one of the first tapes that you did. Okay. <laughs> with the um, tape. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And right. then uh, Marsha, who you know, had brought forth your Tija deck, and I remember buying... A couple of those for my daughters because we had picked would pick Tija cards. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what Tija is? Mm-hmm. Um, Tija is th- are 33 movements that um, uh, have meaning to them. Um, what you're remembering as you do these movement movements and breath work, the energy that's opening. Um, it's all explained in this little this little book. Um, I do these movements every day and will probably continue for the rest of my life because they're there um, as a way to, again, come into the body, to move, breathe, anchor, and open flow. Um, the, I'm so glad you asked about Tija because <laughs> when I did the initial printing, I had a lot of decks made. And only last week... I, as I was thinking about coming on the show, I have uh, I made a decision that whoever would like a deck, I will. They just have to pay the shipping. Hmm. Um, I am willing to uh, let as many go as I have for this coming year um, to get them out. To just hmm. let them go and get them out. Um, these movements are beautiful. They're completely channeled by Sun Chow. I would sit down at the computer. And I would never know what movement was going to come through. And for 33 days, I sat down and another movement, the description, uh, everything about it, the remembrance, what we're remembering as we do a certain, as we do a certain movement, um, all of it came through. And then I have a beautiful friend in uh, Australia who did all of the illustrations for me. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, so anyway, that's about TJ and I also... After the first of the year, whoever would like one, um, or they can do it. They don't have to wait till the first of the year, but I probably won't send them out till then. Um, can contact me if they would like a deck, and um, through my email site. And I'm going to put a YouTube 
out so they can look on YouTube and see me doing all the movements, which will help oh, greatly. Oh, wonderful. Yes, yes. And they're, you yes. Know, they're being able to just go ahead and bring that up and, um, you know, if they pick a card like spinning gold threads, they can they can look at the YouTube video and see me doing it so it's not so confusing just reading about the description in the book. Hmm, hmm. Yeah, I know when you did my chart, you talked a lot about movement, 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 to put more movement. And is this what they call, because I feel like what's happening to me and what's happening to people who, you know, in the spiritual world, we can be in our upper chakras so much that we're more out of this world than in this world. And I know that I had to, you know, kind of anchor that energy into my lower chakras more and just be here now, just be here. And so is that what they would call divining of the body then, the divinity of the body? or? Well, it's the balance. There's okay. a movement called sacred temple. And if we consider our body a temple, we, we cannot ignore the basic needs because as, as we're more dormant or sedentary, energy pools like, like blood flow and things slow down vibrationally. So everything has to move. <laughs> has to keep uh-huh. circulating uh-huh. there. And that's really the, the the focus of, you know, Eastern movement, which, of course, Sun Lu Chow, um, and with my, of course, my dance background wasn't, I didn't choose dance <laughs> as, as just some out of there, you know, way. It was for me to understand that really what I was doing movement-wise kept, kept me alive when emotionally that area of my life was killing me. So movement to me is uh, is so important, and um, and I could see that just establishing any kind of a practice um, is is of course honoring your warrior energy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying that that I have the I have the strength and the vitality to get up and enjoy my day. So how am I going to support my body to keep this wonderful flow going? And, uh, and of course, teach is a great way, but I also recommend to people that they also need to do things to challenge their systems, you know, um, moving and breathing uh, in to, to get things, you know, your heart rate up and so forth is also necessary. It's not just the the, the slow, sustained movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, interesting. So... Tell me a bit about what has happened to you currently. You said that you were working on a new book, and then we talked a little bit, and you said you'll probably chuckle when I (laughs) ask you about the new book because there's things that are happening for you right now. So so Mm -hmm. without further ado, let, let the guests know or the audience know what's happening with your new book or what's happening for you. Okay. Well, I guess I am my book in a way. That's right. Um, <laughs> that uh, I and I have to speak from my chart as well. My my, you know, uh, everyone's chart, of course, has shifts somewhat uh, as we enter a new year. But we also have other things going on as well. And um, I just found that that every time I would come up and I think, okay, this is it. This is a way to help people or to or this is going to take me deeper, um, I would, again, through uh, the the ego, think, all oh, right, I've got the answer. <laughs> you know, 
because I've mm-hmm. all, I'm always asking. I'm always asking, where can I go? How can I serve? What do I need to know? Um, and it seemed as if I was heading into a space where, uh, starting a couple years ago, that I was understanding the ego as a bully. So I wanted to write about that, this concept that we're being bullied by our egos, because we had played out on the planet so much, so mirrored back the bullying aspects, not only from the aggressive bullies, but the emotional bullies, you know, and we as healers can bully just as much as warriors can. And so I was kind of moving in that direction and really working with those concepts and um, and then that just didn't seem correct, you know, like a piece of a clothing that fits and all of a sudden you don't like how it fits <laughs> anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how I kept feeling. This doesn't fit, hmm. you know. There's another piece missing, and then that piece would fall in, and then I'd see a little bit more. Um, and I've always trusted the pieces. I I can't tell you how many times that I, 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 I thought I would have that piece that would come in and it would illuminate everything. Um, and I've been very, I think, uh, looking at thoughts, of course, how the thoughts affect the emotions, the, um, the connection between that. And a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting there, and, and I remembered Sun Lu Chow. In, of course, he's talked to me a lot about his life and his journey, um, his, his journey of being a very sickly child, almost dying as a child. And, um, and then from that, his his move into warrior, and then finally realizing that he was neither healer nor warrior. But he went through a period of great surrender in his life where what he was doing as warrior, he couldn't live with any longer. And he went off to die. He just could not live with himself. And he just told me that he went um, actually by a stream and just laid there for days. And then he got up one day and said, Wow, that's over. <laughs> wow. And and he went on with his life in complete balance. And you know, I never ever asked him, Well, what happened to you during that time? <laughs> I thought, well maybe that was just a miracle, you know, how some people wake up the next day and, and all their pain is gone or, you know, these these miraculous healings. Uh, that that happened to him, and as I started to 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 sit down and feel some things, I realized that what he'd been telling me that our worst fear here on the planet is our fear of feeling. We're much more afraid of our feelings than we are our thoughts. And I, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because uh, everything that I've done to try to heal myself, I've worked around trying to to get rid of the feelings, to change the feelings, you know, to think a different thought, to get rid of that thought, and to come back purely to the to this place of not just facing my feelings, but doing nothing to prevent my feeling something. And would if I if I could sit there and do nothing, no resistance, nothing to change 
feeling that, you know, if I was feeling sad or anxious or scared, could I just sit there and do nothing, like just witness? And that's what I've been doing. Hmm. And I, I just feel like I'm in this place of completely witnessing and saying, because those feelings dissipate. There really isn't anything further for me to do with them because I'm not trying to manage them. And I'm not making them wrong for being there. I'm not making, I'm not judging. I'm not trying to vent them or express them, write them down, analyze them, <laughs> you know, with mm-hmm. a story. I have this mm-hmm. feeling because this and this and this. Yeah. All they are feelings. And suddenly Chow would often tell me, feelings are feelings. And and you can have a strong feeling that takes you to your knees, you know, or you can have a joyous feeling that lifts you to the heavens. But all the feelings are not who you really are. Your natural state continues. You you are there as a witness to every feeling. <laughs> and you know, and so that's pretty much where I've where I've been and I I understand for myself that I could never have reached this place without working on the balance of my healer warrior because it takes courage, you know, to to just say this feeling is not going to run my life or this feeling is not going to scare me any longer or um, I'm just not going to do anything like the ultimate warrior has no fear of death um, because a warrior at that level of mastery, has no fear. So if I'm still running scared of what I feel, um, maybe I need to just sit and be with the feeling and just see if it does what it's going to do without trying to escape or do anything. So that's that's why I'm just not... (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because it's not about, I love it, because I think that we've kind of been in this maze of working, you know, like working with our shadow side and working with our feelings. And instead of that, you know, I have a daughter who just, she always says, I'm just Zen. That's my belief. I'm just Zen. And so when I eat, I eat. You know, when I walk, I walk. And if I'm feeling something, Mom, I just feel it. And then mm-hmm. it dissipates, just like. And she's my youngest, so I don't know. Um, well, yeah. And and that's what you're talking about here is that it's not about doing anything anymore with them, except just being with them, being with the feeling. Right. And, you and, allow it. Okay. To be there with mm-hmm. without any resistance, without stepping in front of it, repressing it back. It is. It's it's um, it's a non-interference, <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when that happens, they do they do dissipate because we're not feeding them, we're not pushing them down, we're not trying to change the feeling or or morph it into anything else. And I I've also realized through this process because I, I will sit there as I feel something and go oh that feels like shame you know and I and I can put a word to it but I don't build a story around it hmm. or I'll feel like oh that that feels like a 
burden or um, I even got sacrificed the other day. It feels like sacrifice, you know. So it can bring up certain words, uh, identification with it, but uh, again, really, what purpose do I have to keep those feelings held within me anymore? It, it, it never worked, and it never it never will work. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Um, well, just like you had radical change in your early 90s, it sounds like you're going through a radical change or a radical awakening right now, in this moment of now. Um. Well, so my chart says... I guess, you know, that's what I will see how it plays out there. Mm -hmm. I'm in the seven personal year, which is a lot of working on this highly intuitive level. Um, Again, for me, intuition is what feels right. And if it feels right, it goes right to the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, and Mm -hmm. for me, the simplicity to just stop. In fact, I've been writing a lot about, can we just stop? Mm -hmm. Stop the search, stop the fighting, just stop. Yeah. Yeah. And just allow, you know. That is what complete surrender is, but it's a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. It's not, well, I'm going to try this for five minutes, you know, or, well, this better work. Yeah. (laughs) I'm only laughing because of my personal journey. So interesting. <laughs> or because I hope this works so I can use it with other people, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. which, which I, I have been at at other times in my life. I was looking for things so I could be the teacher, uh-huh. you know, and pass yes. that on way too quickly without embodying it myself. Yes, yes. And, in fact, I have a master number for the master teacher as my destiny number, and I've realized that that's in the outside world. You know, these numbers for me represent the outer world and the inner world. And what I see that master number now is not the master number for the teacher, it's the master number for the student. Hmm. If I'm not willing to be the student all the time, then I'll I'll think I'll know more than what I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right now all I want to do is understand. Mm-hmm. Forget the knowing. Yes. always pulled away really quickly what I think yes. I know. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you know Gunga G at all? Uh, she has mm-hmm. written many, many books, and one of her books that she wrote was There's a Diamond in My Pocket. And I've loved oh, her wow. stories simply because when she finally took off to India, you know, she'd asked to find a master and... Um, she went to India, and she did find a master, and the master looked at her and said just exactly what you said is, just stop. I just want you to stop. Stop the search. Just stop. Mm-hmm. And I can remember in that book she talks about, what do you mean just stop? I've come here all the way from the United States to India really? <laughs> to find a master who will teach me, and now you just look at me and say, just stop. And for me, that rings like truth, especially right now, I think that our journey of search, 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 search has been long and perhaps even needed to get to this point where we just stop for a little bit. Just just stop. So, yeah. mm-hmm. 
So as you work with your master numbers and go inward and reflect, are there any new projects that you're working on or classes that you are offering to people who are in a spiritual awakening or even perhaps just in that place where they're stopping but they still need guidance and help? Well, I'm always available as a mentor because that's how I see Sen Lun Chow. Um, and I've always believed in mentorship, um, mentoring someone, just being there in whatever way. And that sometimes doesn't always look like the help that we think it should be. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's not enabling and it's not, um, again, it's a different kind of support there. So mentorship to me is is very valuable and uh and it's for someone that really wants to know the truth. Yes. Or has the courage to to go within um on that level of, of forgiveness and surrender. So um and of course I'm I'm always working with people through their charts on the balance of their healer warrior and I, I uh, I can see over and over that I, I can only go so far working with someone if I've not done their chart, because this is a window into someone that I would never have otherwise. And it's it's mm-hmm. not to use over them by any means, but it's a way for me to guide the energies of Healer Warrior as specific to what they're working with this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, no, to answer your question, I have no classes at this time. I'm doing mostly all one-on-one work um, and, uh, and and I have a monthly newsletter that I put out that has some a little bit of numerology for the month and some words from Sun Lu Chow and if anyone would like to be on that they can um, my email address is vitalflowenergy at gmail.com and it's all one word vitalflowenergy at gmail.com so they can just send me an email and I'll be glad to put them on the newsletter list, and uh, they can reach me through for any readings with Sun Lu Chow or for numerology um, or just to speak about stopping. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I um, love it that when I asked you have any classes, I love it, Deb, that you say, no, not really. And I love the fact that you're talking about mentorship mainly because of my mentor who did her transition and I I would tell my clients that sometimes I would just sit at her feet and because I loved her so and and we had such a intimate 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 journey together and sometimes I'd walk away and she'd just give me a you know like a little golden nugget and I would work with that and and she mentored me through her beingness not so much about with her words, just watching her and in her beingness. And I do believe that we're going from teaching and teachers to being mentors in that energy field right now. So I I appreciate so those answers. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. If you could tell our listeners... Um, one important thing before the end of this year or perhaps to prepare for next year, what would that be from you or Sun Lu Chow or from the both of you? Well, I checked in with him earlier <laughs> about this 
aspect. Um, and he talked to me a lot about, because the energy of the eight can be such a take-charge energy that has a lot of control in it. You know, I mean, if we're going to manage and we're going to kind of get organized, we, we want to be in charge. That's a beautiful thing um, uh, in terms of some, some of the things that we need to do in our life. Um, what, what he suggested is to look at the aspect as, as far as balancing healer warrior. If there are areas of your life that you need to take charge in, which means to be accountable, which means to, again, use your warrior energy, I am, I am committing to this because this is my experience in my life and I matter, then this is the time to bring up your warrior and use that eight energy um, it, it, like, like you have to move your body more to realize mm-hmm. that, you know, what would make my body happy? <laughs> mm-hmm. How would my body be healthier? How will my body support me in my joy? So it do, it will does involve, you know, most we look at, again, the things that usually most people want to change will be their own exercise or losing weight or something like that. This, this again, this is going to be a very good year energetically supported by these, these wonderful flows of energy to get a plan and do everything to support yourself within that within that plan. Um, get a workout buddy, join a gym. Um, if you are wanting to go back to school, if you're wanting to up your skill level or try something, um, make a plan, get a goal. Set an intention most of all, my intention is, because then the universe works with your intention. So it's very, very powerful. If you are in your life where you feel like you have are a dominating warrior and you're very, very busy and you don't have much time and you have to keep everybody in shape and order, <laughs> then it's time to let go of some control. And this sometimes it's much harder for warriors because, again, they think that that's where their safety lies. But look at the power rather than the force. Your true power comes from what you do within your own being and not how you manage or micromanage others. So this whole aspect of maybe stopping could be speaking maybe even more to the warrior energy this year, coming back, just seeing that, you know, again, resetting priorities and taking a look at personal empowerment rather than making sure everybody else is empowered. <laughs> because mm-hmm. as you were just saying, it's going to be about the energy that we emanate, mm-hmm. not through the mm-hmm. words, not by telling people, not by being their coach. You know, it's not about coaching. Why do we need to be coached? <laughs> I would agree. We <laughs> use our own, warrior, our own warrior to find that intention, to use that energy, because we're going to be excited about our own life. Okay. Nobody else can get excited about our life. We need to. <laughs> uh-huh. And that comes from uh-huh. Sun Chow. Uh-huh. So this whole aspect of control is is going to be a key feature, I think. And uh, and if we can simplify a little bit, if we've got too much control or feel like it's not helping us to try to eliminate some of that this year, uh, open some space if you're dominating warrior. Because this is going to be a busy year. There is going to be a lot happening, um, lots of decisions and so forth. 
but again, we can make them in a much more balanced, peaceful nature and not be a running train, runaway train with it. Um, we don't want to blow out our adrenals <laughs> and get uh-huh. into chronic fatigue syndrome, <laughs> which uh-huh. this year could support many people to do so, you know, the, the superpower energy taking over. No, you know, is is that really going to help us? Um, so again, the balance. Mhm, mhm. Well, I feel so good because again, I, I you know I always when you gave me that reading, I went away for five days when I turned sixty, and asked myself, you know, what do I want for the next thirty years? And certainly, it was vital flow through my body. It certainly was vital flow through my life. It was also to have a vital flow with my partner, my husband, my lover, my friend, um, to have with him. And so when you gave me that information, you know, I really took that seriously and came out with such a different perspective and I believe that was like self-love even because I am such a warrior and I give, I give, I give, I give, I give and and so this has been such a changing, changing year for me and I really thank you for the information that you gave me when we did my charts uh, about a year ago so I I thank you for that. I thank you for that. So if our audience, as they hear this and as they listen more and more, if they want to ask you any more questions about tonight's topic, whether it's about pursuing to get their charts uh, done, which I would encourage everyone to do so, I would also, or perhaps they're looking for a mentor, um, what is your website again or the information of where they can get a hold of you on your, uh, with your phone number? Uh, well, it would be through my email address. I, I actually do not have a website. I obviously okay. use word of mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But that is the vital flow energy at gmail dot com. Okay. Well, and thank I'll you. I'll be glad to give you. If you want the phone number, I can give it to you as well, um, which is seven one nine three six zero zero two three six. Okay, well, we will certainly put all of that information up for our audience as well on our website to let everybody know how they can get a hold of Deb because I know that many listeners, when they listen to something like this, if they I just talked to someone the other day and I advised them to call you. I don't know if they did yet, but um, to get a numerology chart done for them to see what was in store, what they should be leaning into in this coming year. So. I really encourage all of our listeners to do so, to do so. So I thank you for saying yes to this program. It's been a wonderful year at Blog Talk, and um, and so we ended it up in a wonderful way talking to you and having it to be a master number of 22. So I, I just wanted to let you know that I believe you to be my sister of the light, and I believe that you continue to play a role in the restoration of the world and continue to do so and and that I love that you're taking some time for interpersonal reflection. I think that's very important for a teacher and a provider here. So I personally thank you for for helping me and for being on this program tonight. Well, 
Oh, you're so welcome. And as I said, when I first talked to you, I was so excited just to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so much fun. And, um, and yeah, I love that you are doing what you're doing uh, and all the service that you provide. Well, thank you. It's been a it's been a joy. It's been a joy, and and um, so thank you very much. I also wanted to let our listeners know that as I started earlier in this recording, that I truly believe in the use of the power that the numbers hold and that words hold. I believe in that vibration. So before I close off our program tonight, I'm going to end using what I call the power of the number 22. I've used that once for um, abundance. And uh, for 22 days, I would uh, resonate with that number and I would repeat uh, that I am in abundance. I have abundance. I have abundance. So this will be an invocation or calling out for all of us. I do know that we are all giving birth to a new us and to a new world into this new year that's right now around the corner. And we are all in labor. So what I tell everybody that it seems sometimes to be a difficult labor. So sometimes we need teachers or mentors such as Deb and others. And so we need each other. When anybody says, I'm a self-made millionaire, I'm a self-made this or that, I always tell people that, you know, there's six billion people in the world and we all need each other and none of us are self-made. The whole point of this whole spiritual journey is to help each other birth ourselves into this new world, into our authenticity. So I'm going to say a vocation for 22 times and I pray from my heart to your heart that perhaps something will begin to be activated or perhaps triggered to help you go to your highest potential to your awakening of your true self but this has always been my vision for the Pure Hope Show to begin with to help people um, move into their truth Um, before I do this As always, I thank you for listening. I thank you for passing this show on to others through your Facebook. We've had a very, very, very successful year, and I could have not have done this without, first and foremost, Jody Schultz. I always get a bit choked up when I thank her because she is my angel that helps me. Also to Tom Weslin, who has helped me from the very get-go to bring this program to you. The In January, our theme is going to be meditation, meditation, meditation. So I want to wish all of you a very merry, very merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And I will see you and talk to you in the new year. So here we go. We carry the sacred names of God and goddess within us. So I am sure that you will feel the vibration of 22 inside of you as we are just still for just a moment for 22 vibrational frequencies. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God.
Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God and that you are Goddess. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God and Goddess. Be still, my friends, and know. Be still and know that you are God and Goddess. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are. That you are God and you are Goddess. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God and Goddess. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God. You are Source. You are Goddess. Be still and know. Be still and know that you are God. Source. Creative Energy. Be still and know. Be still. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.